0: Back
1: in like the early 2000s, I guess I've been back here for like uh, must have been like 15 years or something like that.
0: Wow, that's that's insane. I I, I just started recording it by the way. I don't know if it, if it told you or not.
1: Oh, I don't uh, probably. Just, okay. just
0: just making sure this this whole Zoom thing is crazy. Yeah, this is the first one that I've that I've done um, via Zoom. So we'll we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, it's trippy.
0: Yeah, I, it seems like uh, a lot of podcasts are just. Uh, moving to this format it's and i mean which is great i mean that they're still able to run them but it's just not the same you know
1: yeah i i like audio fine but you know so are people becoming like video podcasts now i mean
0: yeah yeah i i usually um i do it just audio only you know uh that's that i always that's like when i started listening to podcasts it was just audio only like very little uh re- recording of video was involved
1: I mean, I like to like because I listen to conversations of people when I'm like um, just doing crap around the house. Like if I'm, um, yeah, what interviews and stuff are. It's like great for uh, and also like old time radio, like radio dramas and stuff. You know, it's like yeah, it's good when you're like cleaning and stuff. You don't have to watch anything. You know?
0: Yeah, it's just it's just like it's it's something in the background that it's like keeping your attention while you're able to do something else.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah i like that yeah that's definitely definitely a plus these things and there, there's so many now it's just it's like you can find something like that is so uh, obscure and there'll be a podcast just about that which is great
1: right that is kind of cool yeah. it's
0: just so so much uh content though i mean like it's just content crazy like streaming services tv
1: um, podcasts
0: yeah like films all this stuff
1: into some weird rabbit holes and end up with some like bizarre like, knowledge you never thought you would you know want or need but then all of a sudden you're like a specialist you know like,
0: yeah i i just recently got into uh looking into like what happened to john milk's booth i didn't think i'd be up. into that but i just i just found i just kind of found some information on it stumbled upon it watched a couple videos on it. I was like all right this is pretty interesting then uh yesterday morning flipping through the 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 tv and i was like oh john Wilkes booth i was like I, I gotta put this on i gotta i gotta see if my information is correct
1: Do <laughs> you know the guy that killed him is super weird did you learn about that
0: yeah th- th- he burned in the barn right
1: well yeah but the guy that shot him like they were like leave him alive because they wanted him for like i don't you know whatever they wanted to find out sure more about his crew or whatever but there was this dude that was like this he was, like, some crazy religious zealot who had, like, castrated himself because he was tempted by a prostitute once. And he was, like, like this – and that's the guy that shot John Wilkes Booth was, like, this total, like – um he was like, like just, like a, like, a total fanatical um religious dude.
0: That's crazy. Wow. I, I did not know that part about it.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I can't remember – what was his name? Like, oh, man. I can't, like, see if I can – it's pretty weird like it's kind of that was the part of the story that stuck out to me i don't know what you were learning about but that
0: yeah was that's like, that's definitely a, a, a attention getter right there yeah i had yeah. no
1: clue about that
0: but then again there's probably a podcast that discusses that it, it in in full detail
1: <laughs> yeah there's probably like a podcast just about this guy's weird like life history or something yeah definitely austin corbett austin corbett boston like the town in massachusetts
0: oh, what's a strong name
1: that's yeah, pretty weird boston <laughs> let me see yeah what a what a trippy dude um yeah he was i don't know he's a weird guy
0: yeah that's that's it's pretty odd that and that happened in maryland right that that, that he was finally they killed they killed him
1: um Probably, because i I guess did he shoot him at, at that theater that if that was in d c then I guess everything around d c is like you're either Maryland or Virginia or something like
0: yeah, um I, and like it took him like i think like fourteen days to for somebody to finally catch him. He was like there's a whole plan that um, some of his confidants were going to kill some other pretty high up people, and he was the only person who was able to uh to or he 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 was only one who got his um ducks in order i guess with killing lincoln
1: oh it was in it was in virginia the farm like okay farm and but yeah they got he stayed in the burning barn
0: Um, man yeah 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 yeah, i heard about that that they were like come out and he is like no and he was with some other guy, and he that, that guy left before they started burning down the barn, and he was also suffering from that broken leg that he, like, acquired from jumping off the, um, the, the second tier at the theater.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, broke his foot or something crazy. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. This guy, yeah, this guy got court-martialed because they said not to kill him, and then he did it anyways, but he said that he was... I think he's what does he say? He said, Booth would have killed me if I had not shot first. I think I did right. Weird.
0: That's that yeah, that that stuff's so interesting. I heard also that Lincoln's son saw three of the four assassinations of, of presidents. The only one he didn't see was Kennedy, of course.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. That's like some serious trauma. Oh yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, your father gets killed. Uh, it wasn't Cleveland. If you ever get who the guy was, and McKinley, William McKinley. I forgot who the who the third.
1: Man, I'm such the, a bad like uh, student. I didn't realize that those guys had been assassinated.
0: Yeah, it, I, it's just crazy. And it's, it, and um, I was saying about this the other day. Like, we're only on the um, like 45th president. I mean, that's just, uh, it's, I, it's kind of blows my mind a bit that we, we've been around for 200 plus years. And I mean, we've only gone through 40, 45 or 46 presidents since its inception.
1: Yeah. I know. Well, how many people got, I mean, there used to be, like, they didn't introduce the term limit thing, I don't think, though, until like after FDR, right? Because he was in there for 12 years or something. Yeah, and people. He, yeah, longer probably if he could have, but he died, right? So,
0: yeah, he served. He was the only president to serve three terms, I, I believe.
1: That's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, but it's insane. He he was going through like I mean, the nation was going through a, a serious crazy time back then, especially.
1: Forty-five times eight, though. I mean, if everybody had two terms, which obviously they didn't, but I mean, I guess it's not. I guess that is a long time. Yeah, it's it's quite a bit.
0: Yeah, that that's, that's fascinating. I mean, I I guess this is just a history podcast now. I I, I think I've changed the thing. No more musicians, just.
1: <laughs> well, you can like, talk like like vague history with, you know, musicians. I, mu- uh, you know, maybe it can be like musicians or just people's chance to get back at history itself, you know, by being so, uh, or I don't know, I, I think about sometimes how history is, like, how much of it is, um, how much of it is real, because, like, you know, it's just these stories that we're getting from whoever won the war and all this stuff, so there's got to be so, or if you've ever read an account of something that you were at, you know, and seen that it was wrong, you know, and you realize, like, oh, that's history, like, that's how it it's just somebody happened to be the writer and then now that's official, but it's not necessarily true. It's kind of a, uh, I think we just like accept things for the sake of our sanity. sometimes. I mean, it's important to history is important, I think, obviously, but um, I think that uh, it's like a, an an ideal to aspire to more than, like a, a thing that we can rely on if that makes any sense
0: sure yeah definitely, and and you gotta look at history as it's not written by the uh the vanquished, it's written by the the victors exactly know? so it, which is which is also i mean uh you got you got to take that with the with the granite so i mean there's two t- there's two sides to every situation
1: yeah. yeah, so what a weird world, but I don't
0: know yeah. That, that that that's a great introduction, and that's that's a nice leadway into into my first question. But uh, how did you get started making music?
1: Um, I don't know. I I think I always I as, yeah as long as I can remember I've made music. Um, I remember at, like one of my early memories was my mom played cello like in high school and she'd given my dad a guitar. I remember them playing together, like in the living room. Um, I was like one of my only memories of them together actually, but like they were, um, I remember them like trying to play music. I think they were both kind of like out of shape, you know, musically. Yeah. But then when I was little, I would take that guitar and like go under the stairs in my parents' house with it and stuff and like play down there. And, um, I just always kind of – I I remember I would make up lyrics and stuff when I was, like, six. I just started writing songs. I, yeah, I never – it's not something I ever didn't do.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So they were just playing cello and guitar?
1: They are trying to. That's yeah. that's,
0: a, that's a pretty interesting <laughs> duo. I I like it. I mean, you, you see drums and guitar, and you, and you see a couple other things in guitar, but never, never cello and guitar. I never had their yeah. time on that.
1: Yeah, it's what we ha- it's what was in the house, I guess, you know.
0: Yeah, put put everything to use. That's awesome, man. So, around 6 and you're just did did uh, any of the uh lyrics that you wrote down as a kid ever surface back up and and make its way into into a song?
1: Uh, I don't I don't think so actually, but no, I would just I was just kind of obsessed with like um figuring out different like structures of of like um, of ways that you could write lyrics I guess yeah. yeah
0: that's that's great that's a great start I mean that's that's young yeah it's totally. so, always had a vent interest in it for sure right
1: yeah it was it was just like always I think it's always something that just felt good like I don't really it's not so much of a yeah I don't even know if I think about it as much as it's just like a Like singing, you know, like, I I think I started just singing, you know, and then that just felt like the right thing to do. I don't know. I never. What
0: was was the first band you were in?
1: Oh, um, I had, I think we called it it Radioactive Doofus or something. (laughs) 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 11 or 12, I think. Wow, it was like, it was like uh, yeah, something like that. It's like some, or maybe there was other name. There was some funny band names that, but I can't remember all of them anymore. Somewhere there's probably like a, like a old folder of like, you know, fake little like, flyers I made or something like that. Yeah. That's
0: awesome, man. That's that that's great. So we 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 playing shows with these uh,
1: first bands that. No, 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 no. This was like you know you'd like. You know, we were like little kids in the suburbs, like with a, you know, like in a garage, just sort of like, in a disposable camera or something. You know, like in a four track maybe, and not even a four track. It was one of those, um, like the microfilm recorder. You know? Yeah,
0: like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: Microfilm micro cassette.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did it pick yeah. it up well? I mean, I mean, I mean, it's got a speaker on it.
1: You would be able to remember how the song goes, like, I guess, or like, or you could like, you know, pretend like it was something. I don't know. It was fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, so did you, did you move out to L.A. with with, with anybody else, with, with With any bands or anything? Or you're just like, I'm i just going to, I'm just going to get, get moving here.
1: Um. Well, I went to school in, um, uh, I was I was on the East Coast and then um I moved back I would grown up around here so then I I moved back with some friends. Um and I ended up um let's see I ended up starting a band with um have you ever heard of the Cairo gang? Yeah,
0: that yeah, that that sounds very familiar.
1: Or, um, well, this guy Emmett Kelly, he's like a friend of mine from, we met when we were teenagers, but um, we had a band called the Charlemains. And um, that was like, it was a two-man band and we would play like, uh, like I had a kick drum and a snare drum and a guitar and he had a hi-hat and a snare drum and a, and a guitar. We both had microphones. And then, um, let's see, like he would, well, um, you'd hold know, this, you'd hold the, you'd hold the the stick in your strumming hand like that and while you're strumming like you hit this hit the drum yeah and then then we like we learned how to do like drum fills together and stuff and then we could sort of like piece together like we played beats like i'd be the kick drum and the snare drum and he'd be the hi-hat and the snare so then we could like sort of get this thing going on and we played like just like ridiculous situations like we play like on the third street promenade in santa monica for like stuff but like everybody hated us except for like little kids and and the uh, like the homeless people that were there would try to give us money and we'd have to give it back you know but like yeah. otherwise the cops would tell us we'd have to move because we were like weird and we were disturbing people's dinner and stuff but you know it was, it was pretty fun that's that sounds
0: great i i love how the homes are like you know what i'm gonna give these kids a few bucks they 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 surely need it more <laughs> than i do
1: <laughs> yeah yeah Remember. Yeah, but we'd be like, we can't really take this. You know, it's too weird, obviously, but. Ethically,
0: it was, yeah, it's just, I, it feels odd.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it was definitely, um, yeah, a huge compliment, obviously. Um, yeah, very, very nice, very nice gesture, at least. Yeah,
0: for sure. It, it, it's hard sometimes when people are like, Oh yeah, let me give you some money for this. And you're like, no, no, no. And then they just really insist on giving you money. it's like, I don't want to make this an issue, but I don't, I don't want your money. You know, like that's, it's yeah. always an interesting thing to deal we
1: with. Want, we did want people's money, but we just didn't, we couldn't take that, their money. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, okay. So, so from there, then, then what, uh, what was the next step after the, in Santa Monica?
1: Oh, oh yes. After Charlemagne well, Charlemagne's, uh, we moved to Chicago, um, because we decided that we like we hated LA, and um, which is kind of funny in retrospect. But like, so then I, we went to Chicago, and then we just kind of ended up going our different ways. And I moved to New York for a couple years, um, and then. I found that all my friends that played music were still in l a so I moved back to l a and that was that was like yeah, that was close to fifteen years ago or something like that now
0: and and do you do you see yourself moving anywhere else at this point
1: I think about it for sure um I think about living in um yeah i don't i mean I can't imagine where though like i don't I, this is home for sure, but i think um like i fantasize about living in you know like uh ireland or I have like some my family's from ireland and wales and uh denmark so like i've fantasized about living in some places like that or maybe like i don't know what's it like to live in you know japan or new zealand or something but i don't know if i ever would do it you know? Yeah.
0: yeah Yeah, I mean, you you jumped around quite a bit, though, yeah? I mean, like, going to these guys? Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, it seems like forever ago now, you know, but um, it's hard. When you move to a new town, it's like, I feel like it takes about three years before you really have, like, made friends and, like, you know, before you can even decide if it's a place for you, and so... I don't know how, or I mean if you want to live somewhere eventually, if you just want to be floating around, then that's great, but um it takes a lot to investigate a different city, you know, or at least for the kind of person that I am you know it takes you know it's a lot of time that you'd have to you can't just do that every once in a while you know so
0: yeah it takes it takes time to get your your uh stance and there and whatnot, and the yeah. changing of pace for sure, yeah.
1: And LA is a lucky place to be, um, you know, just being from around here is is lucky. There's a lot of people that come here for, uh, and there's just so many musicians and stuff around here, you know, so it's, I guess I take it for granted sometimes.
0: Definitely, yeah, I mean, I, I love California. I mean, I, I love it, it's great. But I, I also fantasize like, oh, uh, like, like, what would it be like being somewhere else you know being like yeah. i mean anywhere else really i mean like like uh, i've been to new york and like that that's pretty cool and but i also think might like go into like uh minnesota or something like that like somewhere real real odd and just see see how life is like over there
1: it's cold and the people are like um really like i found like in that like the northern midwestern place like people there's something really nice about um the people i don't know like i'm sure that's like there's i'm sure they have jerks there too but like for the most part like the way that people sort of treat each other and like their their default sense of like being a good neighbor is uh, pretty impressive you know
0: yeah I, i i saw that a lot um in like texas I, i've been there a couple times and people are just so friendly i mean even in my neighborhood like i, I always try to wave at everybody who's like going down i live in a cul-de-sac so they're going down the street I'm, I'm waving a lot of people don't just just ignore it while there yeah. it's like everybody waves they initiate it so it's just different totally yeah but anyways moving on uh so the new album magic touch Where, where did, where did that name come from?
1: Um, I don't know. I think it just, um, I think it just came to me when I was thinking about what the album was about and just like, uh, yeah, it, it just has to do with, um, with basically just what, what it does to you when someone comes into your life and like, like what, what everybody's doing to each other all the time and how much we maybe I guess it just means that um, it's like the magic of touch would be, you know, not, not so much like, you know, so-and-so has got the magic touch or anything like that. It's more like, um, you know, like you could say like, like black shirt magic touch or something like that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. You should write that down, by the way. I, I, I like that. Maybe you can incorporate that. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Black sure Magic Touch. Yeah, man, I, I, I really I, like it a lot. Huh? I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I wasn't trying to talk over you there. I, <laughs> I, I, just, I just said I, I really like the album, man. I, I really like it. Um, can, you, can you talk to me about Carolina?
1: Uh, Carolina, yeah. i uh, sorry. No, it's cool. Um, uh, what about it?
0: What, what what was the inspiration for that song? If you wouldn't mind getting getting uh getting into it.
1: Um oh, it a girl named Carolina. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And 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 I guess um, yeah. Wackiness ensued. Um, that's about I don't know what else I could say.
0: No, that's 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 perfect enough. Did she spell her name with a K?
1: yeah it's a it's a uh sort of european um spelling
0: and uh has ha, has she does she know about this uh this song that's is about her that's out
1: oh yeah yeah i mean it's funny though because i mean it's like this it takes so long for things to come out that these are these, they're not like necessarily fresh uh tales or anything like that you know so this stuff is is at this point it's kind of like you know, back in history, these you know this stuff is all sort of resolved or whatever you want to call it. Like so, but yeah, you know, she's of course heard that song,
0: and she likes it. I'm assuming.
1: Uh, I I mean, you know, it's it's not like comedy with music with comedy. I feel like you can. It's hard for people to fake laughs and stuff. I'm sure. You know, who knows? I mean, I feel like you know maybe Carolina like prefers techno. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, how how long have you been sitting on these um, these songs though for?
1: Um, well, not really. But I mean, it's just like like I the album was finished. I think about a year and a half ago or something like that. You know, so just for the things to get put out, and especially with the pandemic that slowed pressings down, so there was like I think like an extra maybe like two or three months just added on for that. You know.
0: And, sure. Yeah
1: so that's Did how I you
0: heard. yeah do you do you have anybody that you that you record with or is it all you recording it
1: it's all me recording it The um some of the drum tracks um i've recorded with uh my friend philip who took over i built a studio um in a part of town called vernon it's like an industrial place um with uh, a friend of mine and then our other friend took over um when i moved out of there and so i still get to go in and record sometimes um and i do for you know drums because it's a nice room and made it like we designed the whole room so that uh it would get like a nice uh and just so it would sound nice basically um so other than that um it was recorded all like in my bedroom at the time
0: wow and um it was there ever get too loud. Did your neighbors ever ever complain about it?
1: Nobody ever complained. Um I lived in the older buildings in LA, a lot of them are made um primarily with or not a lot of them, but you can find buildings that are made primarily with like concrete or like some of the buildings from um like before the 40s. They're kind of pretty well soundproofed. So yeah.
0: definitely i i I always think it's so odd i mean i mean a lot of musicians obviously reside in in la and it's like how how are you recording drums you know it's i mean it's it's so loud all the time but i mean there's ways to do it
1: for that i for the drums like i said like i went to this studio and then for the guitars and stuff most of that is all direct so there was no i wasn't using amps or anything like that so it was actually pretty quiet Um, the thing that would have been loudest was just mixing and having the music turned up all the time. Um, But I was, yeah, I was lucky. I didn't have anybody complaining too much. I did actually, I had one neighbor complain um, a little bit um, and she was kind of amazing. She would just scream at you through the wall. Oh, Um,
0: through the wall. That's, that's nice. That's, that's really nice. Uh, Why, why get up out of your home to go confront somebody? Yeah
1: well to her i mean she was on a walker and stuff but she and, and i kind of appreciated her like her style i don't know she just had this like know, she was really aggressive about it and it was kind of it was kind of funny more than anything i guess is what i mean it was cool did
0: did you record you should have recorded her doing that and maybe maybe drop it into
1: the album a bit yeah maybe i should have I i feel like i never I wasn't ready, you know, when all of a sudden somebody just says like, shut the fuck up. Like you have to like, you know, you have to be ready for that. Cause it only, it comes so quick, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be on that, on that button to, to get it yeah. super quick.
1: Yeah. I wasn't on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Does she still live there? Um, unless she's dead. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird old, build. The, the place where I recorded that album, it's a strange building. It was like a vortex kind of, I feel like it was, um, like it like a lot of people live there, it seems like until like a lot of people died in that building and people's um it felt like it wanted to like eat you, like or keep you there and like it my dog died like right before I like while I was working on the album, like it like got my it got my dog and like I was kinda of bummed about that. We were gonna move out like in a month. And then
0: uh I'm sorry to hear that, man. There's so, so much death.
1: Yeah. Oh. Was, yeah. Oh. It was a weird it's a weird element to that place. It's like it makes me feel like it was like built on some kind of weird like sacred burial ground or something bizarre like that, you know.
0: I mean that that seems like the only logical uh answer to that. Yeah. yeah I mean that, I mean that's that's uh, that's a lot of people's go to for that. It's like all right, it could be a, it could be a burial ground. It could be spirits. I mean I, I never rule it out, really, because, a vortex
1: you, of some sort.
0: Yeah, you you never know. You never know what the, what the exact answer is. You, you, you never just put the aside.
1: Is this yeah, building exactly. still there? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in uh, Hollywood. It's a nice, nice building. It looks nice. But inside, not so much. Inside, uh, I mean, it is nice in a way. I mean, the, you know, it's just there's some kind of strange thing happening there. It, according to me, you know, some other people might think I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm, um, you know, maybe I'm just one of those people that likes to romanticize that kind of thing for myself to just make life more interesting. I don't know.
0: You could write a book about it. That'd be interesting. You know, a haunted apartment.
1: Yeah. Somebody should.
0: Call it like at death's door or something like that. Or death's at your door, perhaps. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, at, at least at the at the neighbor's door. Uh, at least there.
1: Yeah, the neighbor's dead.
0: <laughs> that's just super blatant. Just like on the line, <laughs> it's just the neighbor's dead. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it kind of grabs your attention, though. It's like, all right, like, well, why?
1: You know. Right.
0: But uh, how, how many how many times have you moved uh, since since you've been in LA for these fifteen years?
1: Man, um, probably. Thirteen or fourteen, something like that.
0: Wow. So, uh, do you bounce around the whole city, or kind of stay in the same areas? Uh, isn't,
1: uh, yeah, some different areas, I guess. Um, yeah, just randoms. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I moved so many times. It's kind of it's kind of insane. Like I, but hopefully I won't move again for a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, and, and how's it going right now? Li- living there, I mean, is it still pretty desolate on the streets or what? Uh,
1: well, yeah, I think everything is supposed to be locked down now, right? So, pretty, yes, I believe so legally. Yeah, so you know, it's pretty pretty quiet.
0: Yeah, and uh, so is this your first? Is this your first album with Mexican Summer? Correct.
1: Right yeah and you you have it on castle face too right before the last the last one was on castle face yeah weird moons and the one before that was on um ty seagull had an imprint on drag city um, called god records that was the first album was on that
0: i mean that's that's a lot of different people i mean that's that's like a lot of really important um album, or uh, record companies, rather. I mean, how, how did you get hooked up with, with all these um, people?
1: Um, well, just by, I guess, being around and playing music, I don't know. Um, yeah, the, uh, I mean, I met Ty, I think, through Tim Presley when I was in White Fence, and... Um, I met John Dwyer around the same time, and then um, Kate Lebon introduced me to Mexican Summer.
0: Yeah, uh, th- those people never run the same circles.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, especially Ty and John Dwyer. Just, they, they, I, it, see, it seems like it'd be a great match, but I, 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 I don't think that they've ever met before.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. I think they're old, old pals from. You know when san francisco was still a place people lived
0: were you up there at the time of the of uh ty being up there and john in the, in the garage scene
1: i've never lived there no no um no and that was kind of yeah it was kind of that It was funny like that stuff was kind of all um like i didn't even really know about it like to be honest until i made friends with those guys on, um although actually when the oc's first started Um, I played in this band called women and children with my friends. Um, I was, I was kind of filling in for, uh, one of their members and we played some shows with the OCs, like when they were first starting out and, um, those are really great shows too. Um, like just tiny little shows in San Francisco and stuff. So I guess I knew about them back then and they were, um, they sounded amazing. even back then
0: this was uh like 2009 ish
1: no no it was it would have been um well actually maybe let me think no it would have been 2000 i want to say like six ish or something like that
0: okay yeah relatively in the same time yeah so, were you where were you living in the, at the time to be, or, or were you just doing one show up in in San Francisco?
1: Yeah, it would be like like we met. I think we played together in New York or in San Francisco. It was kind of random, um, just a couple random intersections because we were on the same label. Yeah,
0: that's that that's really awesome, man. And you, you said that you played with or in White Fence. How, how did that come about?
1: Um. Uh, I mean, I was in, let's see, well, I knew Tim um, from before that, and he, he played in my band for a while, uh, just playing drums or guitar or whatever. We would play music a lot, and then, um, yeah, it was just, we just, he had made the first record, and then I don't know if it was when the second record came out, but, um, yeah, he just you know, we just started playing together and it was fun, you know, so I started, we did some tours with him and we did recording together of, uh, I helped him record this one song called the pool.
0: Very you nice. Know, yeah.
1: Pretty, it came together naturally just cause we were friends. We lived about like a block away from each other at the time. Was
0: that here in, in LA?
1: Yeah, that was in, that was, uh, we were both living at Echo park at the time. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. Nice. And what, uh, what were you, did you, would you play with him live as well?
1: Yeah, that was, that was the most of what we did together was um, cause most, most white pen stuff that I'm aware of is it's mainly Tim just recording. It was Tim recording at home. Um So up until a certain point now, of course it's not that way anymore, but um back then it was like that. And so, yeah, we would tour um starting around, I think 2012 or something like that
0: that's great what, what, what did you uh were you playing when you, when you guys were playing live
1: uh i would do i was like guitars and synthesizers and yeah
0: what do you what uh what instrument are you most you feel more most comfortable
1: on oh probably the guitar these are yeah not the cello no i never played a cello i, can't, I don't know how to bow things
0: yeah it, it, that that seems like such a i mean just like a really really specific thing you gotta you gotta angle it and i don't know it, it'd be cool to grasp it though i think
1: you know yeah yeah it probably doesn't take too long to figure it out but i've never made the leap
0: what's uh in in a in a in a <clears throat> an orchestra setting what would what, what would you want to man the most
1: Oh, like, if I just could uh, magically play anything,
0: oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, shoot, I don't know. I mean, maybe a bassoon or maybe a timpani. I don't know. I mean, there's, I, I think probably, yeah, maybe it's either like a woodwind or like maybe the upright bass would be cool. I don't know.
0: All of it's awesome. Yeah. It's all- I- yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to narrow it down but when you said bassoon he kind of came out of left field with that I, I kind of forgot about the bassoon but i, I like that that was like the first the, the first
1: uh, idea that's one of my favorite instruments for sure yeah I, I
0: feel like it's overlooked i i definitely don't think about it very often but but what i'm reminded of it i'm like oh yeah yeah it has a good sound to it
1: it's beautiful yeah
0: yeah so uh would you, so do you mix and master the, this last album yourself
1: Um, Yeah, I mixed them all. I didn't master it. The mastering is, that's like, I don't, I don't, I'm I'm starting to learn about mastering now, but, um, but yeah, it's, that's kind of like a, uh, it's a special task for, you know, people that practiced it a lot, I guess. So there's a guy named JJ Golden who mastered this one.
0: Very nice and the, the is the other ones did you mix them as well your other albums
1: oh yeah yeah
0: how did, I, how did you learn that did you did you go to school for that
1: no um not really i think you just have to um i mean i studied sound design in school for like that's like synthesizers and um so are you still in there? there we go um, yeah, yeah yeah i was
0: still here. Yeah.
1: synthesizers and stuff like um but uh, yeah, you just kind of have to just be patient and make it sound good. I don't know how else to. I think that's everybody that says that they know what they're doing is kind of a liar. Like there's, I mean, or I mean, you can't really know something like that. Like there's nothing to know. Like you can only like something can feel right or it can sound right. Like you know, in the or appropriate for. I mean, it's art. So there's, it's like, if you know something, then you kind of, then you kind of don't know anything because it should be more in my opinion. Anyways, this is totally just me talking, but I feel like, um, it it would be weird to just be so predictable and like, Oh, I know this is how a drum will sound. It's like, why? Like then every album would just sound the same and there would be no point to anything, you know? So, Sure. And and that and that
0: is the new rule. You heard it here, Jack. Name said it. Not everything can just sound the same, right? Yeah. You're you you're, you're, you're saying the rule. That's it. Now everybody well, has
1: to agree with it. Nothing ever will sound the same, anyways. I guess. Yeah. But it seems like. I mean, I guess actually it could if, if everybody just starts using like the same sample pack or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, it just seems so uh, silly. So my point is more to be encouraging for anybody else that feels like they don't know how to mix it's like there's no such thing as knowing how to mix it but if it sounds cool to you then there's a good chance that it might sound cool to somebody else and or that you know if it sounds if you feel like it's like that's as pretty as you could make it or whatever then that's that's great you know like so um chances are someone else will agree that's kind of my approach you know. yeah
0: yeah definitely For for each its own right? Exactly. Where was the the album cover for Magic Touch taken and who is who else is on it?
1: Oh uh, that's my friend Jamie and I we um, that was she used to play synthesizers with me on tour and stuff and she actually sang on some of the other not this album but um, on the previous albums. and that picture was taken in a photo booth in um, Vancouver after a show one night. I can't remember the name of the place. At the, I want to say maybe it was like the the Biltmore or something like that. I can't remember what it was called.
0: You used, used, used one, of, one of the strips, one of the pictures on the strip?
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, it looks cool. It looks really... Uh... Un- unintentionally artsy if that makes any sense
1: sure yeah it was it's a crappy photo
0: <laughs> no i like it, man. it it's it's all saturated yeah
1: it looks good well, i mean it's it's a, it's a the, the the quality of the photo is you know people the the people that um, were helping me with the design were kind of frustrated at the the quality level of that photograph but i think it has something about it that's kind of nice i don't know
0: uh, some people would say it has the magic touch. Yeah. Hey. Sir, that's a, it's a callback. It's circling back. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, did you just send over the the, the the photo to them? And like, hey, this is what I want it to be?
1: Yeah. I had to do a few different scans and stuff to get it in the right. Um, get it as usable as possible. Because, you know, it's like this tiny little yeah. thing.
0: Yeah yeah that, yeah you
1: gotta blow it up and make it poorly to begin with so um yeah
0: yeah i mean but it, it, it looks good where where'd you come up with the other two uh um album covers as well your
1: uh, oh those were well all of them are designed by um an artist named jesse stead um and we found those images uh I can't remember where she, the eyelash um, light show wasn't out. Like that had, there was like a lot of different covers and we eventually settled on that one. And then weird moons was like a sequel for light show. So it kept the same kind of um, template you could say.
0: Yeah. Was that all, were they both photographs or was it um, a drawing?
1: Uh, they were like, they were like photographs of, um, of like products. Like, yeah. Like, you know like just sort of like like a fake eyelash and um i don't know if i have them in here but no i don't any other and this but is like, great
0: for a podcast about visual stuff yeah the the vampire teeth correct or the, yeah the right fake ones see. and the is it a picture it's supposed to be a of space in the middle correct or some stars yeah there's some space in there yeah some space where <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a collage and then you just took a picture of it like that all right that's great
1: Uh, No, I think it was, um, uh, it was kind of like a digital collage.
0: I see. Yeah. So easier than uh, the Magic Touch
1: album. It was, yeah. Well, no, they took, there was a lot of, a lot of back and forth and um, they're, they're, they're all pretty simple, but they had their, um, they took a while to get there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, they, they look awesome. They're, they're visually striking. It looks good. Um, so are you working on any, on any new songs? Yeah. Are, are I mean, I know that you just let out the album, which is great. But do you have any other uh, projects that you're working on? Songs? I just,
1: um, I just did five covers for Aquarium Drunkard the other day. Um, those came out on, um, I think they came out on Wednesday.
0: I, I did see that yeah for the i'm gonna say this wrong lag i
1: would say like maybe it's laying
0: Lang Yap, yeah all <laughs> right yeah that, that sounds better than what i said
1: i don't know if i'm right but if i am that's you know then i am but if i'm not then i'm sorry um
0: <laughs> yeah legendary but... pink dots ween Jimi hendrix shake finger and slap happy why why, why all these bands
1: oh yeah snake finger um They're all just uh, things that I like, I guess is the reason. Yeah, I mean, Snakefinger's an amazing guitar player. Um, Jimi Hendrix, um, that was, uh, that song, I did a song called Wind Cries Mary, and that was uh, actually like dedicated to my mother. Um, Let's see, what else? Slap Happy, um, there's a great band. Legendary Pink Dots is another great band. Uh, I guess it's... and Ween... There's, it's a pretty song that they wrote that I liked a lot. Um, just stuff that I have like personal connections with the songs. You know?
0: Yeah did these songs... I mean besides... I, you just said Jimi Hendrix but did any of the other uh, covers like kind of jog some uh, momentum in your brain for these uh, past couple songs that came out on Magic Touch?
1: Um uh no i think it was pretty it was um there's so much space in between them that they're pretty unrelated right
0: yeah and how did how did you get in uh in contact or or who who made the uh the contact to to get those songs out
1: um what do you mean the
0: the the covers on on aquarium uh who did did did, uh did they approach you or do you approach them
1: Yeah, they uh, they just asked if I'd want to do one, and I said for sure. Yeah, seemed like seemed fun, you know. Because um, I I never really do that, but it was super fun, um, and I'm glad because it kind of, you know, when you finish an album, um, for me anyways, like afterwards, it's like you want to keep going, but you don't want to make the same thing again. Um, so it's good to have something that kind of can. You can wedge in between so that you kind of change direction a little bit, maybe you know.
0: Yeah, like a breath of fresh air, just kind of like, all right, that's that, and kind of yeah, deliberate. yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, it's like brushing your teeth after lunch or something like that. You know? Sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you don't want to brush your teeth after orange juice; it's just not a good pairing.
1: Or wait, the other way around is even worse, right?
0: I think. I think. I mean, well, when it's both mixed, I think it's just it's just terrible
1: if you brush your teeth and then you take a sip of orange juice, it's like just totally weird. Right.
0: Yeah. But I, I also think vice versa as well oh. is it's
1: I'll try it try it tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it. So yeah. Science experiment. But I mean, I, I think you'd have to do it like one day and then do it the next day. Cause I feel like you can't do it back to back. Cause it's just going to, Gonna taste the same. I don't know though. Right. I, I'm gonna get MythBusters. Try to get in contact with them just to see if if they can do anything with it. Good call. <laughs> Those are the guys to do it. Anyways, Jack, thank you so much, man. I, I I really appreciate this.
1: Yeah, for sure. What
0: else can can we what what can we promote for you so that so that people can find you?
1: Oh, I don't know. I think the record is plenty. Um. <laughs> uh. And yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, you find it on
0: Mexican <laughs> Summer.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Or random. Um, you tell your music store to order it if they don't have it. Or that's actually, right. it's important. If you're not stores, then yeah, just go to Mexican Summer because you know they have it
0: in your band camp as well to, to directly oh, yeah. support you correct
1: that's true that's true
0: yeah. <laughs> and uh check out the sessions that Aquarium Drunkard did of course uh, yeah great great guys over there uh good good music uh I'm I'm vouching for him if you trust my my taste yeah and is that it and, and just buy the buy the record right it, it helps you out right
1: It it does. It's and and hopefully it will help whoever buys it out a little bit too in some way.
0: It's a great record, man. Thank you. It's 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 great. And dude, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Jack. Yeah, likewise. Thank you, man. I'm I'm gonna stop recording it. So okay. (laughs) All
1: right. Thank you, man.